Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. If you really Welcome back to the Expert Ownership Podcast. This is David, and I got Jason here with me, my evil twin. And we actually have Eric Beck, our CEO, our master coach, the Yoda of Expert Ownership. Live he, in studio. He is here with us today in Charlotte, North Carolina. Eric, I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Hey, you know, he's Did, going Yoda on us. He's got the green Spartan shirt. Camouflage oh, Spartan shirt on. I thought on. you were talking about my ears. No. Yeah. So he's <laughs> so he's, looking good. he's staying in the uh, Airbnb I have above my garage, and I look out the window early, early in the morning. This was uh, yesterday or whatever, the day before, whenever you got here. And I'm just now about to pour my coffee. Just woke up, and he's already coming back from how many miles did you do? A th- three. Just easy, oh, just easy three. three. Oh, you're weak. Easy three. Oh, my. What is this, sissy? All right, so here's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> We've been covering, if you go to the Living Among Lions podcast, Jason and I were hitting on Arthur and Lewis Tappan, and they are very important brothers in American history that you need to know about, we need to know about it, because we can learn a lot when we look back at history And especially with all of the stuff that's being redefined with critical race theory and other things that are happening in our public school systems and with these young kids, we're oftentimes leaving out really redemptive history and stories of how believers, especially Christians, have come alongside and stood for cultural influence and really stood against darkness. And so I want to talk about the Tappan brothers here in a minute, but why is this important? Because we are building businesses, we are in the marketplace, we are working as believers, this is our this is our podcast. This is our target audience. You're a believer. You are working. You want to see God do what Billy Graham said is that the next great move of God would be in the marketplace amongst believers in the marketplace. And 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 we know that God does these things. And but we want to look back at history and say, okay, well, where have we seen this before? And and we're looking at the culture right now with all the corporations, a lot of the big corporations. Big Pharma, the university elite, Hollywood elite, mainstream media, now the athletic elite. It's like there's just there's such cultural confusion and darkness and moral confusion and really moral insanity. And that's where we come in at Expert Ownership. We believe that the kingdom-minded entrepreneur is the answer, is, is the, the leader, is the person right. that we're going after saying, look, you guys... All of us together, we're the ones that bring solutions to the problem. And it's not just solutions to the problem of our customers, right? And our clients, although that's how we learned how to be problem solvers. But it's it's we're we're the problem solvers of culture. That's right. Like I mean, Jesus gave us this mandate, disciple the nation. Right? So this whatever nation you're in, you are responsible to disciple it, which means change the environment of that so that it reflects godly principles. That's right. Well, how are we gonna do that? Well, we believe that the best way to do that is through through business owners who right. know and love that's God, right. who can go in and use their business to affect culture. And that's what the Tappan brothers did. But David, before you jump back in, I want Eric, give us some of the stats on how many small businesses are there yeah. in America, and then how many of those are actually Christian? 
There's about 32 million small businesses in America, and that may be different after. But it's, you know, looking at some of the stats over the years, we when I was back at Emith, we know we we were looking at this, and this is 25 years ago. You know, how many of those small business owners are believers? When I mean, it winds up to be about 80 percent are. Whoa. 80%. And if you think Why do about you think it, that is? well, it makes sense because generally small businesses, as you know, the e-myth taught are not started by entrepreneurs. You know, they're started by managers who are just angry at the boss and don't want to work for the man anymore and say, I can do this better on my own. Yeah. But then they believe in it and then they take a risk and they go to their family and go, we're mm-hmm. going to start this business. Who does that? In general, it's people who truly believe mm-hmm. and believe are believers, right? Are right. those who believe that there is something more. It's not just money. Right. You know, there is a destiny, there is a calling. And you know what? This is in my heart, and I'm gonna go take a risk. So that mm-hmm. winds up being over half of the economy. About fifty-four percent of the economy is small business, and about sixty-five percent of the workforce. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, it's to me, and I don't want to run, uh, throw a zebra out of the barn, but to me, that's one of the reasons why the medical elite and the, the uh, political elite targets small business owners. That's right. Because we're the backbone of America and you you can't have a strong America if you want a global one world government and all this other globalism. Well, that's why, that's why we believe that small business owners, believers are the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to step up. So and let's happen brothers. That's right. Did this. So let's just look back at history for just a minute. And and I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, an overview of history. I'm not running into specific dates and all of these other things, but this will just be an overview. So back in the early 1800s, of course, America had slavery, and it was a global atrocity. It's an ancient hostility, this scourge around the world. It wasn't just an American thing. It didn't, didn't start in America, and it didn't just end in America. That's right. It was a horrible thing. And so th- there was slavery, and there were a lot of things that were happening in the colonies and on the east, you know, in, in America, where we were seeing a lot of societal change. And one of the things that was happening was Charles Finney was preaching in New York, and it turned out to turn into what we now know as the Second Great Awakening. And two men in particular that came out, that emerged out of the Second Great Awakening were Arthur and Lewis Tappan. Now, who were these guys? They were very, very wealthy business owners. These guys started a the, the first, first commercial credit rating agency, mm-hmm. and that later became known as Dun & Bradstreet. You ever heard of them before, EB? Yes, yes, Absolutely. Yes. Well, that's Arthur and Lewis Tappan. Yep. These guys also were the ones that decided in America, you know, what we should have is fixed pricing. We should no longer have this, you know, this Indian bazaar type of a deal, you know, where you just haggle. And they said, let's do fixed pricing. So Walmart can thank Arthur and Lewis Tappan uh, for that retail. Yeah, so, so you walk into a store and there's an actual price on it. It's not negotiable. Mm-hmm. That That's Arthur and Lewis. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. they started in the New York Journal of Commerce and they would gather business leaders and they would encourage business leaders to operate with honesty and integrity, which was great. They wanted uh, integrity amongst the clerks, which, you know, if you think back and it's, this just blows our paradigm because we don't know anything of this, but you go back two, three, four hundred years. I mean, you get into the marketplace and people carrying knives and you're haggling over prices. Next thing you know, it's like right, crazy. Right, right. So these guys were really like, okay, well, we, we, what we need is we need honesty and decency among our, amongst our clerks and all this other stuff. And so these guys were very influential. But out of the Second Great Awakening, out of Finney's preaching, these guys took it to the next level. So here's what they did. Arthur and Lewis Tappan realized slavery was dead wrong. Mm. Many believers understood that it was wrong, didn't know what they could do. So Arthur and Lewis Tappan they actually pivoted the New York Journal of Commerce and utilized the resources of that business 
and then started The Liberator, which was an abolitionist magazine. And they actually began to mail flyers. They began to mail pamphlets down into the southern colonies, they, they, the southern states. And they, they were, it was the biggest like awareness campaign, mm. slavery is wrong. And these guys are now motivated by their faith because Charles Finney, as he was preaching, and I'm summarizing what he was what he was saying, he's basically like, if you just think things about God and you have personal salvation, that's not enough. You got to be salt and light, yeah. and it leads to societal change. Which basically, as we know in Scripture, yes. a discipled heart leads to a discipled home, which leads to a discipled community, which leads to a discipled city, state, and nation. It's the way it works. And it's discipleship for the purpose of human flourishing. Your children flourish when you disciple them well. Well, and discipleship is really about structure. And right, you can see what he was doing was saying, hey, inside this economic system is slavery. It's baked into the system. And that's unrighteous. And that's wrong. And we're going to take the system apart. And people were probably in a panic, of course, like, hey, yeah. wait a minute, you can't do that. Yeah. And it's like, no, it doesn't matter if that system of, of economic you know, exchange is based on slavery. We have to get the sin out. And then this is what we're going to put in structure like pricing. Right. That see, that's an important idea is that that we're we're always looking for a change in the structure. So if we have a righteous structure, then the nation is discipled. That's if right. we have an unrighteous structure, like an economy built on slavery, and it and there's a form of that now, yeah. <laughs> which we call wage slavery. But right, that's what that's what those brothers were attacking. Yeah. They were saying like that that unrighteous part of the structure needs to get ripped out and then then here comes a flood. That's right. And, and what they did was they actually took what was already existing for them in the marketplace. They had this great magazine, they had resources, they had printers, they had distribution, they had all of this, and they had influence. And then they leverage that to target the greatest moral crisis in history, which was slavery. And that's what they did. They weren't cowards. They didn't tuck away. They didn't say, well, I don't want to lose money. Well, I don't want people to get mad at me. Because guess what happened? They became like target number one in America. The, the, the Southern Democrats targeted these brothers like nothing you've ever seen. They, had a, uh, uh, they have a home in Charleston. And Arthur Tappan was vacationing at his Charleston home with his family, and they heard about the, a mob that was coming. Somebody had tipped them and said, they're coming for you, Arthur, because of the Liberator, because of the pamphlets that you had sent out. And Arthur was able to escape, but they broke into his home, took all of his furniture out and burned it in his front yard, they literally burned it in the street right in front of his home. They burned Arthur Tappan's, they created a, they made him an effigy and they yeah. burned him in effigy. And, and it, this was crazy. And it's all because he was standing for life. He was standing yeah. for he life. He was standing for life. Yes. Now, now look, just think about this with, with the stuff that Black Lives Matter stands for, with the stuff that, what's the name of it, David, where we, we got a hold of that, um, that little pamphlet thing, Jane's Revenge, Jane's Revenge. whatever yeah. it is. That's where, really Antifa stuff. Yeah, where they're saying if Roe v. Wade is overturned, we will burn cities down. Yeah. Like they want to because and we're we're sitting here saying, hey, you know what, Christian entrepreneur, use your business to that's protect right. life. Mm -hmm. Use mm -hmm. your that's business right. to be a speak voice up. for the voiceless. And that's what Arthur and Lewis Tappan did. They decided to speak up and they knew it would cost them a lot. And they were the the targeted campaigns of different newspapers, especially from the South, were targeting these brothers and anyway, but these guys didn't stop. As a matter of fact, they had William Lloyd Garrison was the editor of The Liberator, and he's like, I will not stop. I will not back down. I will be heard. Like, we are not going to back down. It was that kind of resolve, and it was because these dudes were motivated by their faith mm -hmm. 
Mm. They were motivated because they said, you know what, we're going to be salt and light. And there is a bro- there's a breach in the wall of the spiritual moral wall of protection around this nation, and it's called slavery. And we're going to stand in the gap, and we will be heard. And and so, but they didn't they didn't they never backed down. As a matter of fact, they continued. They funded the American Tract Society, the American Bible Society. They helped to fund Oberlin College, which has unfortunately taken a strong turn away from Scripture. But check out what Arthur did. Arthur went over to England. England had colonized Texas, and and England needed a loan. So Arthur Tappan is actually in England negotiating, and he said, I'll give you the loan, but you're going to outlaw slavery in the state of Texas. And he got it. It was amazing. He leveraged, he used this influence. Now, Arthur and Louis Tappy, you don't find a ton. You could, you know, if you Google them and Wikipedia and all this other stuff, but you don't find a ton of really good history unless you go to the original source documents. And that's very hard to get to. But Arthur and Louis Tappan, man, these guys were these guys were awesome, and I think their examples are not. I think they are examples exactly. for us. Yeah, exactly. Now, now we all can't like give a loan to England. Like we all can't finance a, a magazine or a newspaper or some of these other things. But what we can do is we can do exactly what they did and say, okay, I see the moral rot in, here in America, and we just are watching it. it, it we're even as we are doing this podcast, we're watching Lady Gaga do what she's doing in L.A. at the Gay Pride event, and then we're watching all of these drag queen story hour. There were we're seeing the stuff with abortion now, with uh, Jane's Revenge threatening to burn our cities, and I mean all of this stuff that's happening now. We're watching just our unfunded liabilities and the in the economic insanity that's going to enslave children's 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 of americans that is immoral it's wrong i mean there's a whole swath of things that we are finding ourselves in we need to use our influence just like the tappan brothers whether you're a teacher firefighter or you're an entrepreneur you're a real estate investor, whatever it is, let's be like the Tappans and let's do what their editor at the Liberator says. We will be heard. Mm. We will speak. Mm. We will use our levers of influence. And we, we got to think the way they thought, right? We may not be able to do what they did exactly, but we can think the way they thought. And when yeah. we think the way they thought, this is what I want to point out. There is no virtue without courage. Mm-hmm. That's great. You can say what you believe in, you know, you can proclaim it and that's a good thing, right? But it's clear in all these cases, they were making a structural change. Again, they were going for the root and sometimes we kind of go up there at the fruit and yell and spin around and, you know, get mm-hmm. all worked up. That's right. But it's like the root never got touched and the enemy is like, you can do whatever you want to because the root is still intact. This plant's going to keep growing. But when you when you make a structural change, like taking slavery out of the heart of an economy, like taking wow. debt driven consumption out of the heart of economy, and here, here's a here's a big one, of course, here at EO, giving people a game worth playing mm-hmm. instead of giving them quote a job, you That's know, right. giving them a pathway to their destiny. You know, you give me two years and work for me in my small business for two years. I'm going to give you problem solving. I'm going to give you stress management. I'm going to give you time management. I'm going to give you how to organize a team, how to hold a meeting. I'm going to give you how to come up with an idea and bring it all the way through to fruition. Give me two years and I'm going to give you that skill set. Now, now nobody even cares what your small business is. I'll, I'll go work for your business. That's right. Because I can see you're dedicated to me growing as a person. See, that's stripping out the wage slavery. From the it's a systematic change. It's a change in the structure, and that's what ultimately brings life. And look at the life they brought. And you know, some people are like, "Well, that's not going to be profitable. I'm going to get my furniture thrown out in the street and burned." And it's like, 
you, you are, but are you just living maybe for this generation? Because look at what they did that mm-hmm. paved the way like with the, with the fixed prices. Yeah, that, right. that was hugely wealth creating for multiple generations. And what other business owners right now are we talking about that lived back in the 1800s? Exactly. Right now, we're talking about the Tappan Brothers. You know, what, what pastors are we talking about that lived back in the 1930s and 40s Nazi Germany? You know, we're just talking about Dietrich Bonhoeffer and yeah. Martin Niemöller. Yeah. Like there were That's pastors right. out there that had way bigger churches. Yeah. You know, there were people out there that were probably doing some really, you know, cool, slick businesses back in the Tappan Brothers days. What I could say about the Tappan Brothers is if they were alive today, I promise you they would not be platform builders. Right. They yeah. would be kingdom advancers. Exactly. They would be using their business and they wouldn't just see it as as a platform to stand on because when you're good in business you you will get a little bit of a platform in terms of with your customers and clients and other people who hear about your success they would also look at it as an altar to burn on that's right you know that's yeah, true and like god are why are you allowing th- why have you put me here for this time at this moment in history we have yeah. to pay attention to that and and i would say i would take us into the old testament and we look at the book of joel when war was coming and it was going to be the Jews versus I forget which you know enemy army or whatever. And then God sends this command, turn your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Plowshares and pruning hooks, that's, that's the, the tools of your sustainability. That's how you earned a living. But when war came to the gates, when chaos showed up, now take the tool of your sustainability and you can turn it into a weapon of deliverance. And that's what God is showing entrepreneurs right now and why we wanted to talk about the Tappan Brothers today because crazy stuff is happening. War is coming to the gates. And we need to take the skill sets that we have in business and we need to use those to see that people are set free. Yeah, see Judges chapter 5, and I want to kind of wrap this up, Judges chapter 5. It said, new gods were chosen, then war came to the gates. That word war there is chaos. Mm. Be, yeah. why, why did chaos come? Because new gods were chosen. In other words, not the God of creation, not the God that created and put eternity in your heart and said, this is your gender. This is what marriage is. This is what human sexuality, he created us to relate and he created us as sexual beings. We have these needs and desires and then of course they can be corrupted. And he says, this is what work is. This is how you live in community. This is how societies are built. And the fruit of the Spirit, my Holy Spirit in the New Testament is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. So when you choose new gods and you say there is no God, you become your own God. What's going to naturally happen is degrading passions and a depraved mind. It's just like in a car. If you were to take an engine and say, you know, let, let's, so let's crack open the engine block. Every time that that gasoline that's so volatile, just like all those areas we just talked about, money, sex, power, those aren't wrong, but they're very volatile. They're very powerful. But when there's no proper structure to contain it, it's destructive. When there is a proper structure, it's productive. Yes, that's amazing. It's it's like that that engine. So if if we talk about that engine, the parts that were made to work together actually work to destroy each other if you pull the oil out of the engine. And the oil of the Holy Spirit needs to be flowing through your life and flowing through your business. That's what we exist for at Expert Ownership is to make sure that you are in relationship with the creator of heaven and earth and you're running your business in such a way that allows him to dump his Holy Spirit into your business so that the parts that are made to work together will work together. But now if you pull that out, Mm. 
Now, all of a sudden, the very parts that were made, they're supposed to work together, but now we're destroying each other because we're, we're, we've lost the Holy Spirit. Yeah, as a, as a culture, Spirit. as a nation, I have to remind you of Martin Luther King Jr.'s quote, and I love this. He said, the church, let's talk about Christians, must be reminded that it is neither the master nor the servant of the state. It is the conscience of the state. The reason why we've chosen new gods, the reason why there is chaos now, what you look at anywhere in society right now, and parents, most everybody that has a kid that's on this podcast, they're all shaking their head, right. is because the church has not been the conscience. We have built big churches. Like back in the 1800s, the Tappan brothers, along with in, in a very private group, they wanted to stay anonymous, called the Benevolent Empire. They were the funders in cities for hospitals. So who who built the hospitals? So you had the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, the Presbyterian Church, and all of these wealthy business owners inside these churches were building our hospitals, our community centers, our schools. They were building them all. Now what does the institutional church in America build today? Buildings. Buildings that sit vacant 90% of the time. I mean, come on, seriously, we have to look at ourselves. Like, I like central hair. I like, you know, multimedia production. I like that stuff. I'm not sitting there saying buildings are bad and central heat and air is bad and cushion seats are bad and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is, man, we have really sucked the resources out of our communities and brought them into what I consider the marketplace church or the Franken church, as my dad would say, Frankenstein, we built it. And so what we have to do as Christians is say, okay, now we're in the marketplace. Let's pivot our energy and our resources to advancing the kingdom in the marketplace and by and being salt and light in the culture. So here's what we want you to do. Well, let me just say two things real quick because we're wrapping up. First, we like to, at Expert Ownership, keep our podcast between 20 to 30 minutes because we want kingdom-minded entrepreneurs to get out there and do the work. Don't yes. just sit and listen to us all day. <laughs> so if we can't consolidate our thoughts in under 30 minutes, we have a problem. Uh, number two, here's what I want you to do as a kingdom-minded entrepreneur, as someone who owns a business or maybe you want to start a business or maybe you're an employee right now and you, you ultimately want to get into business one day, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take some time in listening prayer tomorrow morning and ask God how he would have you use your business to affect culture. Doesn't mean you have to be a culture warrior in the same way that like maybe me and David are, you know, or whatever. But there is something going on in your local area that you can do something about. Pray and ask God what that would be. And you will be answering the same call that the Tappan brothers answered. That's right. Okay, so now we want to end this, but I want to end it with an own it or loan it, and I want to do it, okay? I'm going to ask this to Eric. You answer first. Why not me? Own it or because I don't like you. Okay. Okay. Own it or loan it. The Heat Tech Under Armour shirt. What? The Heat Tech Under Armour. I don't even know what that is. The Heat Tech. You know, it's the silky. You know, it's the what do they call those things? Uh, it's, is it the one that like? Is it the one that like? Not the, I don't know what this. It's is. It's not a cotton shirt, but it's that. Uh, well, hold you know on, how, oh. it looks like it's silky. Can I have an opinion on this real quick? <laughs> is it the one that like if you manscape your chest hair, it like yeah, pokes out, stick it sticks it. up? Yeah, I can't do that. No. I didn't ask you. No, I asked well, if that is to. what it is, then yeah. that's correct. I can't. I can't do the 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 hay bale. That's what <laughs> chest effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need to get a shirt that's that fixes I, that. That's what do. I'm getting Come at. On. Yeah. Under Armour no. has those shirts that are like silky, yeah. and they're called heat tech. Yeah. But I can't ever wear one. No, no. no and and it, if you've eaten too much and you're wearing a belt and your yeah. love handle is yeah. kind of hanging, that pooches. heat tech no. is just going to find it no. and it's going to stick to it. It's not right. It's okay, so, so you loan it. it. That's more. That's probably loan it plus. 
No, see, here's here's <laughs> how too. I do it. Well, not, Jason, you've told me you don't care about my opinion. I, don't I care. do now. The but other I people, do. Eric, to go first. <laughs> Poor listeners are like David. Boy, I feel so bad oh, no, for. They don't feel okay, bad so for he. So I would say loan it, and I place a judgment on those who wear them because you have to wax your chest home slice is waxing his chest if he's wearing that not true or <laughs> albert or, brenneman ouch or he's just some guy yelling he's straight wearing it he's hotter than what he wants to be because those things trap the heat and i can see your chest hair through it so it's really gross you're That's failing nasty. on every level yeah every level <laughs> all right hey thank you for hanging out with us expert ownership listen here's the deal and our faithful marketing guru larry hubacca likes to say listen if you have to choose one or the other income or impact always choose impact because impact is more important than income but if you can get both why not that's Just great get it. yeah that's it Okay, so before you actually, after you do your listening prayer and after you make all of the adjustments that Jason says to make, go and rate and review this podcast, share it with some friends, and just tell people that David is a much kinder, gentler person than Jason. Until then, we'll see you next week. God right. bless. Peace. I've been really, really feeling it. Feeling it. About to bust a move or a show. Let me get it. Yeah. If you really, really feeling it, put it in your left hand, right hand, throw it up and hit it.